Hello everyone, and welcome to So What Happens Next, Knights of November Marathon. I am Sir Thomas the Grey. And I am Lady Amber. And this week, we are coming at you with a mainline episode and moving away from the small screens, because we haven't seen this one yet. It is King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Ready to... Well, ready to talk this potentially bad movie? <laughs> I don't know if I want to. <laughs> well, it's what you signed up for. I the know. mic's in front of your face. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> yep, you had your chance. This was your idea. I know, but then I realized who it was directed by, and I'm like, oh no. Like, What do you mean, oh no? He's directed like one of... He directed literally your favorite movie of all time. He did, but then I look at all the other movies, and I'm like... I mean, there, he's got some. some it's just mixed such a ones. weird. It's a strange. Of it's a strange. How did mix you go from Snatch? Yeah. Snatch. Yeah. To this. To, yeah. To well, I mean, to a medieval movie. We don't even yeah. know if this is bad, but yeah, to Aladdin. The Aladdin, which is the most recent one, I think. <laughs> I think yeah, that's probably his most recent film. Is the live action How? Will Smith Aladdin film? What went wrong? I don't know. I you, mean, you shit. had a formula. But I mean, think about it. Like Disney throw Disney looks at you and says, "We'll give you like a billion dollars." Yeah. And you can just make us a live action Aladdin movie, and you're like, "Fuck, who gives a shit?" Okay, it's already done. I know. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have no words right now. <laughs> well, start cooking some up because I have five things up on the board. Are you ready to get into them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So let's <laughs> jump into our five things for King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. All right, so as we were talking before, number one is that fi- this film was directed by none other than Guy Ritchie. His <laughs> more recent or popular films that uh, I've listed here to give you context are Snatch, which, as mentioned previously on this podcast, uh, is Amber's favorite movie ever, uh, Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, Aladdin the new one with Will Smith as the genie uh and the man from uncle which I know I don't think you've seen that movie have you no no I liked it I personally liked it um he's also done like lock stock and two smoking barrels and an assortment of other films that all kind of follow that sort of snatch vibe like yes if right now you were like oh let's watch man from uncle I'd be like yeah you probably like it because you like snatch but I would never say oh yeah you'll like Aladdin because you like snatch like it just doesn't seem to track to me uh, number two is that this movie, to give you some context for your predictions, this movie was, quote, a bold new take on the King Arthur story. So whether bold is a tongue-in-cheek phrase or if bold is a commendable phrase, well, that's, your, that's up to you. And then after the break, up to us to, to 
agree with or disagree with. Number three is that this film has a weirdly recognizable cast. Like, I was kind of shocked when I was, like, scrolling and trying to find stuff. It was a little difficult to find, like, not plot points because it sounds maybe like this. You know, it's King Arthur, right? We all know the King Arthur story, but what does a new take look like, right? Yeah. So, just to kind of, like, run through a few people in this, uh, Charlie Hunnam from, uh, some of you may know him from uh, Sons of Anarchy. I know him from motherfucking Pacific Rim because that is one of my favorite movies of all time. What category? Category. Unashamedly, uh, Jude Law, who's been in a ton of stuff, and I think most recently, probably that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him 2 movie. I might be wrong. I mean, that guy does some like indie stuff going on, so maybe he's got something that's out that we're just not aware of, but he played Dumbledore in that movie. He's also... Again, in, in Sherlock Holmes, he plays Watson. I mean, he seems to, to work with Guy a little bit. Uh, Jamon Honsu, uh, who I believe was previously on this this uh, show, this podcast before, at the very least on our episode where we ran through all the Marvel movies before uh, Endgame. But he was definitely, I thought he was in something we've seen before. I can't remember off the top of my head. But... One of the things that he is most recognizable for recently is the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He plays sort of the big uh, boss underling for for the main bad guy. Star-Lord. Who? But he's in stuff. I think okay. he probably was in Endgame as well okay. at some part. But he's like the cyborg-y guy. Yeah, look him up. You'll, you'll recognize him. Yeah. He's one of those guys oh, who are like, yeah, you know oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You look okay. him up and you're like, oh shit, I know that. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's going to be in Black Adam apparently. Oh yeah, that's because he was in he was in Shazam. He played yeah. the first Shazam. Yeah, the he's wizard. actually going to be in a lot of it. He does. Movies. He's in a ton of stuff. This guy like floats under the radar and something. Oh, things. he's in Blood Diamond. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you've seen Blood Diamond. I don't know. Doesn't feel like a movie <laughs> I would expect you to have seen. Moving down the list, we also have uh, Aiden Gillen of Game of Thrones. That's uh, Littlefinger, which uh, the name is like what, and then you just like oh he's Littlefinger. Like, in Game of Thrones. Like, he's in this movie, apparently. Uh, and then uh, Eric Bana from, I guess, not most recently, but the one thing I recognize him from was he played the bad guy in Star Trek 2000, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Oh, Nero. Nero. Yeah, Nero. <laughs> <laughs> I want Spock! Yeah, he played that guy. Um, <laughs> with the freaking with the, with, Yeah, he played the Romulan with all the head tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the cast is, like, weirdly, like, You've seen them in a lot of other things. And when we get to number five, uh, it's going to be a little shocking that it did as bad as it did, at least with the star power behind it. But number four is, most regrettably, this movie has no Merlin in it. Yeah, as and I have some I thoughts say. about that. Oh, shit. Okay, you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no Merlin in this movie, which, I don't know, after Green Knight, we got our cool little Merlin trippy scene for like five seconds in the in the room. I'm kind of disappointed. But, uh, and then finally... Perhaps uh, not to this movie's credit, at least not positively. This movie cost $175 million. That was the budget for this I film. I honestly don't know why. I'm a little baffled myself. I feel like if you film on location in like England or something or Ireland or Scotland, yeah. like I don't see why it needs to cost like, this much. What effects are you doing? I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, like. Like, is we'll there a lot of, like, it, magic? Is there, like, dragons? I don't that's understand. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Are there, so, like, big CGI blowout fights? Yeah. Thing? Okay. Well, it costs that much and has grossed, at least to to the last time they checked, worldwide. 
only $148,675,066. So it's still like a solid 30-ish million dollars. Yeah, deficit. <laughs> yeah, like they still haven't made back, they still haven't cut, you know, even. They haven't like broke even yeah. on this movie yet. That's and a it's, question I have. Like what happens when you don't make... You don't get a sequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's kind of the thing, right? Like movies are sort of a gamble. Yeah, so gotcha. I'm gonna dump movie, hope it does good. And it's like when it's Marvel and shit, you can dump like a billion dollars in, and you're gonna get five billion out, if not yeah. like twenty or something. Like that new Spider-Man, the trailer just dropped for the new Spider-Man movie. That movie's the, all the hype around that. Yeah, they could spend ten billion dollars on that film. It's gonna make like a hundred billion back or some crazy yeah. shit. But Amber, with those five things to combined, what uh, what are you making out of this movie? I'm really curious about your Merlin thoughts. I really don't know because I feel like you can't have King Arthur without Merlin. Like, I think of Sword in the Stone. Merlin's a big character. They even had fucking Merlin in Transformers. (laughs) (laughs) Magic does exist. It was found long ago inside a crashed alien ship. That's all I could think Fair. about when I saw no Merlin. I'm like, goddamn Transformers. Michael had Bay Merlin. found a way to put Merlin in fucking trans a movie about robots that turn into cars. Found a way to put Merlin, a character from medieval times, before cars were invented, into the robot car movie. Yeah. Well, Guy Ritchie, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But that makes that leads me to believe that there actually might not be magic in this movie. Okay. Okay. Like it might be more like the previous film that we just watched, A Knight's Tale, where it's very much like like a ground, well, grounded as much as it can be, and like, yeah, very grounded right. to where it's like, yeah, there's just no magic, no right, you know, bibbity bobbity boo. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just a bunch of guys like farting around yeah in armor yeah in armor but then what happens in this movie and so if magic's not in, in in here what's the king arthur story that we're getting out of this i have no like that's the thing i'm a little fuzzy on like the king arthur story besides yeah, so if like, you know sword in the, the stone. stone yeah or uh well, yeah, like if you know sword so, in the stone. So, like a boy there. that takes the sword out of a stone, he becomes king. Yeah, or yeah. if you've watched like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, <laughs> he explains it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's basically what I mean. That's basically like her whole story. I think I don't think there's really. So you think Charlie? I don't Hunnam think it strays too far away from like. Just no magic. Yeah, just no magic. Aside from the sword so, and the rock. That makes it seem so boring, right? I know. Like, like it just seems like a And I'm almost piece. like, I do hope I'm wrong. And that there's like some, like, right. in order to get to where he needs to get to, which is like becoming, you know, king, king. he has to pass through all of these like, like. Like trials. Trials. Yeah. So like killing a dragon oh, okay. with the so, sword. Wait, so there's no, there's no magic, but there's like a dragon and shit. That would be weird because well, no, again, it goes dragons, back to so I'm like, I'm like how can you not have a Merlin, but you can have dragons. And that's shit. a great. I mean, that's a fair. Point. Why remove that person? I don't know. You got me because maybe they didn't wow, want to make a Disney movie. I am movie. like truly stumped, you guys. Like usually, I I 
Amber come usually, up with something, yeah. but this is like usually come in hot with these with yeah. these like really <laughs> solid. Like oftentimes, if the movie sucks, you usually do a better job with what it could have been. Yeah, I think. I'm not just saying that because I'm your husband. I'm saying that because I genuinely, like, half the time, like, damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, it was better than the movie we watched. So that's what I think yeah, will happen. A- it's just basically, like, from when he's, like, a little boy, he's basically nobody, and then just going through all of these trials, which may or may not have dragons okay. or magical beings, and becoming, like, king. And then I'm sure there's, like, an antagonist. It's got to be Jude Law. Okay. Like, <laughs> it just gotta be Jude Law. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be a like Littlefinger as well. So that's true. It, which I'm sure Littlefinger is just gonna play the same per like that guy. He always plays the same person. You're, you're so absolutely I'm just right. like he's gonna be the sneaky like I think guy I saw that the, stabs you in the back. Yeah i I think I saw him in the Maze Runner movie or one of those Maze Runner. I don't I never read the books. I barely watched the movie at the time, but he was in it. I just remember him hearing him do like an American accent and it was weird. But he totally played like a little finger guy. Like that was it. I yeah. feel like he's getting typecast here. He's just playing that like yeah, backstabby I'm a manipulator. What does he say in the in the show? Like yeah. Something's a lot. But like Jude Law is like the steward of like this Camelot. Is that what I, it I is? I think that's where he ends up, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, No, I am the rightful you Oh know, like, shit, king okay of this area and they're all just like, Nah, bitch, you a steward <laughs> So it's <was laughs> like Lord of the Lord Rings, of the yeah. Rings style. Steward <laughs> Gondor needs no king or has no king or whatever he yeah. shouts in the movie. Gondor has no king. Okay, I mean, there's something coming together. So it's like, like uh, Charlie Hunnam is like, oh, I am gonna be king, and Jude Law's like, fuck no, and so he has to like get peeps together to fight Jude Law to kind of take over Camelot. Okay, I mean that's a movie. Yeah, I I could get behind that. It's a movie. It's a movie. (laughs) It's 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 something that could be on a screen, and I would focus on it for an hour or so. Um, yeah, me, I think that this movie, I kind of like your grounded in realism idea. And I think, so first off, I think Guy Ritchie, he's always doing the scrappy thing. Think if there's one thing that kind of connects all these movies, right? With maybe the exception being Man from Uncle. All these things like deal with like some scrappy kind of gritty shit like Snatch. You have like Jason Statham and them and it's like this... They're living this like gritty. They're not rich. They're not you know. They're the they're the middlemen, right? And then in in Sherlock Holmes, it's nothing but like gritty Holmes, like doing whatever it's called, like illegal street fights or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, and Aladdin, even it's like about Aladdin is a scrappy little you know like dude. Yeah. From Agrabah, so I'm thinking straight up King Arthur in this movie. You could probably call... I bet you at least one person will call him Artie in this movie. Or Art. (laughs) Or something. Some shorthand version of that name. He's growing up on the streets. Right? Yeah. Turns out he's... We're going to do that that stupid... You know how in the last movie we watched in A Knight's Tale? uh, Spoilers for A Knight's Tale. But Prince Edward is like... 
He is from an ancient royal line, wink, wink, and y'all just going to fucking deal with it. And it's like, he knows he's bullshitting. Our boy, Heath Ledger, knows he's bullshitting. But everyone else is like, okay, whatever, we just got to deal with it. This movie, I think, is going to do that completely serious. He is descended from an ancient line, but poor because nobody pays attention anymore. Very much like kind of an Aragorn thing where he just like doesn't live in Gondor and he's just like out in the wilds and shit except with poverty instead of exile and so he's like putting around and what we're gonna do I think in this movie is I think there's like no magic I think we're gonna do like a it's gonna take each of the like King Arthur sort of tropes like the stories and like make them like grounded so, like, the lady in the lake thing, right? Yeah. Like, he could just be, like, fucking about near a lake, and he just, like, finds a sword half-submerged in the water and pulls it out. And, like, people are like, oh, shit, like, he pulled it from the lake or whatever. Or he pulls, you know, a, a sword just, like, wedging some stone. He picks it up and kills a guy in battle. And everyone's like, he pulled the sword from the stone. Like, he deserves, like, it's a sign. You know, like all it's, like, regular fucking things that turn into the legends. And I think that's where we're getting the titular, like, legend of the sword because it's just like the mysticism around, I guess, what would be Excalibur, but it's just kind of like bullshit, real shit. Yeah. Like, there's nothing special about it. But I think you're right. I think Jude Law is either like an evil king or like the steward or a prince or some shit. And then, like, people don't like him generally. Like, he is the black armored Dark Knight guy. And Charlie Hunnam is like, oh, like, I think we're going to totally do like a. Uh, Seize the means of production, comrades. Like we're gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Hey, like poor people, join me and fight the evil king and the aristocracy, and like let's take it down." Like, I think we're gonna do one of those, and it's just not gonna make no much, not gonna make sense, like at the time for the time, but like we're gonna do it. Uh, I think you're right. I think Aiden Gillen is gonna be like advisor to Jude Law, like Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think Eric Bana is probably just going to be, like, Charlie Hunnam's buddy. Like, I think he's, like, his, his dude. And, I think, like, have you ever seen, um, I mean, it's aping the Robin Hood movie, but have you ever seen, like, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights? No. Well, it's, like, it, it, it's aping the other Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner, I think. But um, Jimon Hansu, I'm going to guarantee he's, like, a pilgrim from the Middle East. He's going to be, like, a pilgrim from the Middle East, and he, like, joins up with... King Arthur or soon to be King Arthur and he helps him like beat up the dudes like he's like super he's gonna also probably have like some quirky weapon thing like he doesn't use swords or arrows he uses like knives or or like a stick or or something like quirky but he like fucks everybody's shit up with this and then I think at the end of the movie when becomes king Jude Law either dies or runs away but I think my major prediction is that this movie will end on like not a cliffhanger but totally baiting a sequel that like will never happen yeah you don't give a movie a colon if you don't expect it to have some yeah. other thing next time like King Arthur and like the legend of the Holy Grail or some shit right <laughs> like thank god that didn't happen but like yeah you know what I mean like you don't go King Arthur colon anything without expecting a sequel that's where I think this is going to go. And I think that's the bold and bold new take is like making it 
as true to period as possible in terms of like no magic and crap like that. Because frankly, if uh, I mean this movie, what when did the Michael? When did the Transformers with the Merlins? come out that would have been around this time yeah yeah or even before i mean before but like that's my point is like it would have come out like probably before it and then what like oh we're doing our king arthur thing too so oh it's just the same king arthur thing but without the robots like come on but amber any final thoughts before we dive into king arthur legend of the sold honestly no yeah yeah i'm just it's it's like, let's just get over with. It's yeah. like getting a shot or... Do you think... So, before we watch it, do you think that this movie is, at the very least, going to be like, shut off your brain and enjoy it? Or do you think it's going to be awesome? Or do you think it's going to be, like, complete poop? I think it's going to be complete poop. Not even, like, poop you can make fun of? It's or probably like, poop you can make fun of. You think? Yeah. Okay. Unless it takes itself too seriously. Oh, God, I feel like if it goes too far with that, it'll be even more funny. Yeah, like, here's a war drama, like, a during the drama. medieval times. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like Snatch and all the other movies he's done, like, it doesn't take themselves seriously. Well, there's not a single movie I have listed right there that doesn't have a large humorous component yeah, to so it. Yeah, so I'm like, this will probably be, like, something you can at least make fun of, but it might be cringy. Ooh, I'm like, a, I've yeah. already I've already signed on for oh, the cringe. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys will just give us a few moments of your time as we go and spend, and I hope this doesn't make it worse for you, Amber. <laughs> two hours and six minutes of our time as we go and watch <laughs> King Arthur, Legend. We're back. Um, I can't say uh, we were necessarily right on a lot of our predictions, but uh, Amber, how did you feel about King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? I totally forgot what it was even about, because there was just... uh, I don't even know how to... So there were these, like... It was like they... The only way that I can describe it is, like, the movie was just a series of shortcuts. And what I mean by that is just, like, small cuts of what happened, what is currently happening or already happened in the storyline. And if you have ever seen, like, Snatch, um, there is, you know, a couple of scenes where they're doing a bunch of flashbacks or flash forwards. A couple? And this was... There was, like, 12. Okay. (laughs) But that's what made Snatch Snatch, you know? It was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And then you already see it, like, happening as they're talking about the plan. And so he tried doing this, doing that with this movie and it did not work out very well. Yeah, this movie is Guy Ritchieing it up a lot. Yeah. But like, at the same time, it's not. Like, so what Amber described where it's like, okay, so in Snatch, they do that maybe twice, right? Where it's like, 
all right, we're going to go and we're going to, and they say the plan. And as they're saying the plan, we're watching them actually execute the plan. We do that in this movie, but we do it like 12 times. And it's like, does time mean nothing for this film? Like, can't we watch anything just happen without us being told? Like, I think that's where Snatch shines, right? At the end of Snatch, spoilers for Snatch, when you get like the, the Brad Pitt thing, like the Brad Pitt twist, as it were, happens. And then they're like, what the fuck just happened? And then you rewatch it from the Romani people's perspective and they're telling you what happens and you watch the fast cut thing go on and it pays off. This movie, we don't get that. Anytime there's like a plan, it's as if they were like, hey, this movie can't be more than two hours. Like, it can't be much more than yeah. two hours. So you're going to have to take those plans. You're going to have to condense them down into just like the do your thing. Yeah. You know, and it's really like, I don't know. It doesn't bode well for this film, I think. But Amber, could you tell us what the fuck this this movie this movie is even about? Aside from the fact that I have to say it felt like a fucking video game. Yeah. So there were a lot of plot holes too. So if I like say something and we never come back to it, that's literally. <laughs> if we just say something happened and you're like, wait, but what about that thing? Yeah, we thought that too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Okay, so I'll just start off with the beginning and I'll have go at from it. there. So this movie starts off with this kingdom and right. it starts off with like there's like some huge freaking battle, like L O T R style. So you yeah. have the big elef- elephants. Elephants. Yeah, elephants. Or whatever they're called. Um so but they're huge. Just, yeah, they're huge. Bigger they're, than Lord of the yeah. Rings. They're like Godzilla sized elephants. Yeah. Imagine that you got there's you yeah. go. Yeah. And they're just fucking shit up. For this, like, kingdom or whatever. And I guess there's, like, this sorcerer that's similar to Merlin, but dark. Yeah, Mordred or whatever is what they call him. And he's just, like, basically wrecking shit with his, like, magical powers. He has a magic pyramid on the back of these elephants. Yeah. Just throwing fire around. (laughs) Like, everyone's getting their shit rocked by this guy. And I guess there's this king and his... um, Brother? brother jude law's uther pendragon's brother yes Mm -hmm. and so pendragon is just like ah shit we gotta do something so he takes it upon himself to one man yeah like kill this guy he's getting all the xp for this kill yeah and this is the part that pissed me the fuck off to where i was like (laughs) i hate this movie (laughs) the first five minutes of this movie and you're like i fucking hate it (laughs) He, he okay so he's running towards the elephants right um, to get to this Mordred guy, he fucking just like throws his horse away. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just like, because the bridge is like mess, like, you know, it's gone. Yeah, because, they destroy this big yeah, bridge. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'm just going to basically like sacrifice this horse to get on these elephants. Yeah, like an asshole. And, yeah, like a fucking asshole. And I was like, what was the fucking point of that? He like, yeah, so, so to paint a picture here, this guy like <laughs> charges this guy who, um, uh, so Eric Bana plays plays Uther Pendragon, the father of King Arthur, if you're familiar with Arthurian lore. Uh, also, spoilers for this movie if you've listened this far and haven't, haven't guessed by now, but he like bum rushes this <laughs> elephant monster and then like, 
forces the horse to jump off the edge of this, you know, cliff side bridge that's broken. Horse, we just watch the horse fucking eat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just goes. And there's like, <gasps> it's slow motion, of course. And he lands, like, against some kind of armor thing or something. And climbs up it. It's like this big, it looks like a chain link fence on the side of this yeah. fucking elephant. <laughs> and he climbs up it and gets into Mordred's evil pyramid of fire or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. And he has this magical sword, which they don't even explain yet. They'll explain it later. Like, way later. It's the sword. And... Yeah, how he got it, even. But he just, like, slowly appro- approaches Mordred, and Mordred's, like, staring him down. And his goons. Yeah, Mordred's and goons, goons are there, too, and they're just like, yeah. oh, fuck, and I guess we can't do anything about this. Yeah, and the sword just starts glowing, and, like, Uther's, like, I don't know. Getting... Your eyes are red, but yeah. mine are blue. Exactly. And he just, like, basically, like, just cuts down this guy without any resistance this was hilarious to me because mordred like he's been so that we were showing we're shown to him like waving his hand inside the pyramid and like the knights on the ground will just burst into ash like they just on fire and they're gone and so he takes one look at uther and he does like the same thing like he waves his hand like it's it's just very like half-ass little wave and like uther's just holding excalibur and it doesn't like it's not even like a fireball hits him and bursts away it like literally nothing happens and he's just like, oh, well, fuck. That was my best shot. I don't know what to do. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, well, we're done. I guess I can't kill him. Yeah. And then he just lets him, like, lop his head off or some shit. Yeah. And so, basically, they've won. Uh, but the brother of Uther... Well, wait. This is plot hole number one. We're shown the elephant Zillas... Oh, yeah. Freak like, the fuck out. Yeah. Because they're not under mind control or whatever yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so, they're shaking everybody off. And they're killing and everybody. They're killing, yeah. And we're they just never turn shown, around and go. We're never shown Uther getting off this. It's just... He just walks up with the helmet. Yeah. Like, the, it's like... The first thing we're shown after he cuts the head off is the elephant, like, flip the fuck out. And yeah. it starts, like, throwing everyone. It's killing each other. They're beating the crap out of all the guys on the ground. And then, like, the next shot... All of, like, Uther's guys, like, Jamon Hansu, I guess, is one of Uther's knights or something. And he's just, like, he's they're all just standing there staring across this broken bridge. And, like, up walks Uther with, like, the helmet of Mordred. And he's just like, hey, guys. And I'm like, how did you get off the fucking giant elephant before it started killing everything in did. sight? He found a way. Bullshit. Plot hole number one. First ten minutes of yeah. this fucking movie. So everybody's all happy except... For Jude Law is a little salty. Yeah, he's very salty. And he's just like, fuck. Like, you find out, like, oh, he had planned this, like, orchestrated this, hoping that Mordred would kill Uther. And, like, they were in cahoots, basically. Yeah. And it didn't work out. So he's like, okay, I got to hatch, like, another plan. And so he goes down to this weird. Well, before that, they have, like, a meeting, don't they? Yeah, they have a meeting. Okay, so, like, this is the piece of, like, a huge drop thread that, like, barely does anything. Is they make the mages, like, sorcerers and magicians, of which Mordred was a part of, sound like their own, like, race or sect or something of humanity. And Jamon Hans, who's like, yo, Uther... I know that Mordred, like, led a bunch of mages to kill us, but they've always been our allies. We should, like, take that into account when we react here. We don't want to just, like, fucking go kill all these people. They also have magical superpowers. We don't want to, like, fuck this up. And Jude Law's like, How about I do anyway? 
fuck no. We need to, like, genocide these motherfuckers. Yeah. And Uther's like, I gotta think about this. And then, like, their respective wives walk in with little baby Arthur and this other baby girl that's like Jude Law's. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jude Law goes into his... Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Thing. Yeah, and he... This Ursula-looking motherfucker... Oh my god, I know. Like, squid thing. Like, basically, just imagine Ursula and then, like, two other gals that are supposed to be some hot, like... It was right. hot squid, hentai shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not... for Like, they call them sirens. They're like, oh, yeah, it's the sirens. And I'm like, I don't think sirens yeah, look like sirens that. Yeah, sirens don't. Like, but he's basically just like, you promised me, like... He's like, he rings a bell, and, like, nothing happens. And then he goes up the stairs. Or you see the water fuck about. Yeah. He goes up the stairs, and he gets his wife. And just before he gets his wife... Uther comes into like his wife's bedroom and he's like, yo girl, wake up. I got to get you guys out of here. You and Arthur need to, need to book it. Yeah. Cause there's like a, cause shit's going to get real. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how he knows this because like they, they kind of hint. I mean like it's obvious that Jula is not a good guy. Yeah. But then like they have this meeting and then they're all just like chill. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, you know well, what? We'll GTFO. Like we just got to get yeah. the fuck out of here. And then there's a bunch of people fighting outside and stuff. So, yeah, he's like, we we got to get the fuck out. And then Jude Law, I guess, goes back down to this, like... With his wife. Yeah, with his wife to this, like, dungeon place. Yeah, the secret secret siren tunnel. cave thing. The secret siren cistern. Let's call it that. Because that's kind of what it is. Secret siren cistern. 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 Sister. Say that five times faster. Yeah, everybody. secret siren sister. Secret siren sister. <laughs> but, but yeah, he goes, he goes down there. Yeah, he goes down there and he basically sacrifices his wife in order to obtain the ultimate power to Which destroy Which just is Ares. Uther. Ares from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, that's just what he becomes. He just turns into Ares from Wonder Woman. Yeah. And he kills... There's a shot of another wa- underground waterway... Where Arthur is evacuating his son, or I'm sorry, Uther is evacuating <laughs> Arthur. It's fucking like this is like almost <laughs> as uncreative as like a junior situation, um, and his wife, and like we see this big fiery monster man walk in, and like a spear get thrown, and then Arthur's mom is just like, <clears throat> and like falls into the water, yeah. and then. At this, we f- later find it, we take way too fucking long yeah, to figure out what it happens. It repeats a scene like over so and over much. again throughout the course of it. But anyway, it flashes forward to. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Sorry. We get another fucking montage, or the first montage, the illegible montage. This mm-hmm. drove me up the fucking. Wall. Oh, you mean him like crossing? Yeah. The so river he floats away. And, he just yeah. yeah. It's it's like watching Baby Moses on a boat, and then like he. Appears in Lindinium. Lindinium. Yeah. yeah. With the most... Okay, this, by far, I know it's weird, but this is probably the worst part of the movie and the whole thing for me. So, like, the very beginning of this movie, which we didn't mention, is a... is a, a It's a block of text to explain the fuck's happening. Oh God. And the credits are the same font. So, for many of you who probably don't know this, I have an astigmatism. And... I don't usually watch glasses when I watch TV. I don't usually need them. This shit. I couldn't read a fucking (laughs) word of this. Like, imagine the thinnest 
font possible and then make it dim and shiny or worse like make it like lightly colored on a white background and you can't see fucking shit and i was like what i had to, i had to have amber narrate this whole fucking line to me because i'm like what does it say like, what does any of this say and she's like basically like long time ago in a kingdom far far fucking away there was some shit that happened and then we get this credit scroll over in the same font where you're just like, I don't know who I, I oh, fuck. Okay, some people, I guess, are in this movie because there's words sometimes. While he floats up to a brothel, this child actor of no emotion, I mean, barely better than the kid that played baby Heath Ledger in A Knight's Tale. Like, this guy, this kid is just like, he's just present. He's not doing acting. He's just around. Yeah. And I guess over time, it in this whole montage like he obviously gets older and he learns like how to smuggle like he becomes kind of like a smuggler um and starts like actually earning money and then there's also this chinese guy which was really strange drop fucking thread kung fu george as they call him george and he starts learning like how to fight through this like guy which he never does kung fu in this movie you don't get king arthur doing a lick like look Especially if you're going to be so insincere, or not insincere, but just kind of like, I don't know, Kung Fu George just seems really like, like cringy naming. Yeah. But like, if you're going to do it, then just fucking have him jumping and doing flips and shit, man. Like, yeah. you're there. You just do it. But I think, yeah, it was just too much, especially with him just like all ripped and shit. Like... Yeah, like he was just like unbelievably ripped, and I was just like, okay, like I get it, like it's supposed to be King Arthur, like shredded maybe. So at this point in the movie, I have a question for you, Amber. Mm-hmm. What is King, what is Arthur's role in the brothel? He is like, is he like the muscle, or does he own it? I literally thought he was like the bouncer. <laughs> so he struck me like around, like he struck me like the pimp, like yeah, the guy who runs it, did, which is weird. It didn't seem like anybody else was there running the place. Right? He didn't seem like he answered to anyone. Yeah. But like he had all this money. Yeah. And then he would go like enforce shit. Like the movie kind of opens where I guess some Viking or this the, the the actual movie opens where there's like these Viking guys, and they beat the shit out of one of the the. Uh, ladies of the brothel and like Charlie Hunnam is like oh who fucked you up and she's like oh you can't do that because they'll they'll be whatever and that's kind of Vikings right they're Vikings you don't want to fuck with them and then that's like where we kind of or we start after it's like after he already fucked up the Vikings or something it's really weird the way they frame it but like it comes off like he's just protecting all the ladies which is fine but I don't understand who who runs and owns the brothel? We never see anyone. Plot hole number two. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Got the elephant, <laughs> and we got who runs the brothel. God, we're going to have so many plots. There's holes. so much as a problem. Yeah. And so, finally, the montage ends, and... Yeah. The cops come, Yeah. right? Isn't that right? Like, the cops come, and they're like... Yeah, they Ey. interrogate him about what happened to the Viking. Right. And then, yeah, bas- again, montage, Ugh. like, again, about, like, oh, like, he's trying to basically, like, swindle him, like, oh, we weren't doing what you think we, you know, right. what you think we were doing. Right. Uh, we were doing this instead. And at the same time, they're showing what was actually yeah. happening while they're saying what they want him to know what happened. Yeah. 
which is, is like just weird. a series of like events like oh like smuggling shit cutting off the viking man's beard um right yeah and yeah basically stuff like that which this guy the cop is played by roos bolton there's so many yeah. game of thrones people in this movie and it makes me feel kind of bad because i'm like are you guys just gonna get typecast in like medieval crap forever now like yeah. is that what's happening and this is where we're introduced to Littlefinger, I believe, right? Okay, so he the cop is also kind of like, oh, there's also this person we're looking for. He's dangerous or whatever. Right. And he's like, you wouldn't be hiding him, would you? And dude, I, I Arthur's just like, oh, like no, we wouldn't. Like we're a, we're a nice establishment, yeah, upstanding yeah, yeah. establishment. We wouldn't be hiding anyone. Uh, especially if they're like a threat to society, and so he basically gives them Littlefinger. Yeah, because Littlefinger pops up. So this, this, I feel like this is maybe I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah. This can't be that far into the movie. I had already started like glazing over at certain parts because when you what you just described, I'm like, oh, so that's how that happened. Because all I remember is them interrogating him, and then him saying like something about. You know, like harboring shady characters, and then out of nowhere, like Littlefinger pops out with a knife, and he's like literally hiding behind like the thinnest yeah. fucking post. I'm like, dude, how could no one see you? Yeah. How does no one see you? Like, you know, glowering over in the fucking corner, and he jumps out with a knife, and like Charlie Hunnam like catches him, and then goodbye for a while, I guess. Like he's just yeah. gone, and they're like, oh, that's Goose Fat Bill, yeah. and I'm like, really? That. That's your name, huh? Goose Fat Bill. Like, yeah. okay. But I guess, like, the next day, they come to raid the brothel. Yes. Um, to look for, like, uh, Arthur. And so his buddies are just like, hey, dude, you got to get out of here. And so he climbs out the back window. Um, oh, wait. Before, to put context to that, it's because the Vikings are, like, in cahoots with the king. Yeah. Like, they're guests of the king, or of Jude oh, Law, yeah. who is now king. Mm-hmm. And, like, Charlie Hunnam beating them up is a problem because they're protected by the king. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is dumb. I remember now because this is stupid. Yeah. I mean, this whole movie's stupid. And so they're like, oh, that's a problem. We're going to have to, like, arrest you or whatever. And he's like, fuck no. So he, like, he, like, tries to, like, leave and then he gets caught by another set of cops. And they're just, just like, what are you doing, them. man? And he's just like, oh, you know, just going to work or whatever. And they're just like, and he's like, yeah, I'm about to get on a boat. And he's, and they're like, oh, you're going to get on a different kind of boat. Which then. is dumb because he doesn't have a brand. Yeah. They're like, where's your brand? And I think by this point we've had at least one cut to Jude Law where he's like trying to find Arthur. Yeah. For some reason, we don't know yet. Excalibur, the sword, is in a stone. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. And he argues with the sirens about why is the water level down, and the sirens are like, fuck you, there's drop thread number three, because it doesn't ever, <laughs> I don't understand what yeah. that has to do with anything. But he's like testing every person that would roughly be Arthur's age on the sword. And then every time they're tested, they get branded, and they're like, okay. You're good. Like, yeah. you don't need a test again. And so the, he runs in those cops and they're like, where's your brand? And he goes, oh, I, I've been out on. He lies and says, like, I've been out on the ocean, sea so much. I haven't had a chance to do it. And like, well, then you're going to go do it right now. Oh, and they chuck him on a boat and he goes to the sword. And I'm like, this is the most 
like ass backwards way to get him to the sword I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, what the hell did we just suffer through all this Viking shit just to get him there? Like, yeah. what the fuck? This this could have been as easy as like, okay, we're testing everybody, and they just take Arthur because there's like literally nothing he can do about it. What is going on in there? Why? What is taking so long? And then we go to a fucking, I guess it's Camelot. Yeah. And that's where the sword is. Yeah. And of course he pulls it out, right? Because he's Arthur. Oh, we can't even wait to watch anyone else get tested too. No, he it's just like, okay, you're up next, buddy. And he's it's like, like, all right. They, and oh my God. he pulls it out. It like, it's, it's so weird. The he way doesn't it, even, he doesn't, they're not even like you're next. He literally cuts the line. He's like, oh, I want to get this over with so I can go yeah. home. And he just pushes everyone out of the way and he walks up and he pulls the sword out and has all these flashbacks of the Ares moment again. Like we do this again, like ever said, we do this like eight times yeah. this movie. And he and passes like, out. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh shit, that's him. And so they take him to Jude Law. Yep. And Jude Law's just like, Wow, I've been like trying to find you for like so long or whatever. And nephew, and Arthur's, dun, yeah, dun, exactly. dun, dun. yeah. And Arthur's like, nice. what? What? Ye <laughs> what? Well, like, it's so fucking. Yeah, and he's just like, but now we gotta like kill you, you you know, because you're no king. Like, you're. Oh, he that's basically right. Talks him down. He's just like, you're a shitbag. Like, you know, and like for like no nobody. reason. Yeah, exactly. For no fucking you're reason. You're not fit to be king, and. It's just like, uh, I never wanted to be king. Right. Like, it's like if someone said, all right, no pineapple <laughs> pizza for you. And you're like, well, I don't really like pineapple pizza. Like, you're such a piece of shit. You don't deserve pineapple pizza. And it's like, I guess that's okay. I didn't really <laughs> want it. It's like, fuck you. It's like, hey, now you're just being mean. Like, I don't want it. And it's just the only, it's so dumb. This movie could have been over five minutes because it's like, the sirens, I just remembered, the sirens tell Jude Law, the only way you're going to get Excalibur is if you kill Arthur. Mm-hmm. If Arthur's dead, then you're theoretically the next in line. The sword becomes yours. And he's like, okay, right there, right when Arthur is passed the fuck out on the ground, his standing orders should have just been, kill him. Like, just ki- if somebody pulls that sword out, fucking kill him. Because, like, then it's over. It's done. He was passed out. One of those guys could have just walked up and dropped the sword on his head and it would have fucking killed him. Yeah. But no, we got to do this whole thing. Yeah, shaming in public. Yeah. So, like, shame, shame, shame. Yeah. Which was weird. It was so weird. I didn't I didn't understand this because they're like, we're going to kill you. We're going to execute you publicly because of the Viking thing. Mm-hmm. But because you're going to be king, yeah. and I want them to see how strong I am. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It made no sense at all. So, of course, like, during the execution, he gets saved by this girl who is a mage. And, yeah, because prior to that, um, the guy who used to be Uther's, like, right-hand yeah. man... So he's just, there's like this scene where he's just like doing whatever. He's like a smith or something. Yeah. And this guy comes in, he's like, hey, there's someone that like you need to see right now. Right. Turns out to be this like mage who was not, was not Merlin. But knows him. And that, that for some reason. Knows him by association. And she's like, you know what we got to do, right? And like, basically, we got to go save Arthur. And And she, let's talk about the mage for a minute. 
Because the mage. She's the worst fucking mage ever. Like she, I know it. Yeah, oh my it's God. even worse than like again. If just look at this as like functioning as a video game, but like a really shitty video game. Yeah. Because she can't do shit. I'm just like. Listen, previous episode <laughs> on Dragon's Dogma, which I completely forgot. It's been blanked out of my mind for so long because that was just a really dis- big disappointment. But like. What are they called? The pawns? Is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, the pawns. So, like, the pawn woman in that was doing hardcore magic-y shit and, like, was there. This movie, the mage functions in the exact same way, and Donald fucking Duck in Kingdom Hearts does more than this woman. <laughs> she just sits around waiting to, like, warg into animals a la Game of Thrones and then just, like not have them do anything significant yeah, like like she turns into this bird so like they get to the park where like the exit okay back yeah, to the yeah execution. they're doing this like stargate style execution yeah. if you've seen that film where they make they try to make uh, daniel jackson shoot the the main guys they're doing almost beat for beat that except all the people are doing like nazi salutes to jude law it's really fucking strange yeah and she appears in this larger bird. It's like an eagle? It's like an eagle, but a little bit bigger. It's a very large yeah, eagle. It's yeah, it's a very large eagle. Like a small child and could ride And she's it. like, you know, not really doing anything exactly. besides scaring, I guess. The, these she guys, just comes like, these guys, <laughs> these guys in armor and swords who could have just easily went like, and that was it. Right. Like Shot it with an yeah. arrow. Sitting still. But apparently, barely. like, they all freak out. Like, oh, and Jula gets headaches. This other stupid That's right. dropped thread. This shit is dropped so fucking hard. He, when when a lot of magic gets used around Jude Law, he gets like nosebleeds and headaches and has to run away. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, what is that? Is that is that plot hole number four? Yeah. I think we're I on think, now. Yeah, four. It's been like an hour. Yeah. If even. This movie goes weirdly fast in the beginning. Yeah. And so he gets saved. Yes. By this these this band of misfits. I don't even think they have like a name. It's yeah, like they Jimon don't. Hansu and but just, friends. But the mage is just like, you need to like basically dig deep into your memories and, you know, remember who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's kind of like, nut up or shut up and pick up the goddamn sword with yeah, both hands. And because he's he like, refuses no. to do that, I guess. Because it's scary. Yeah. And so we keep like replaying Ugh. that same scene with the Aries scene. The pacing and, of this movie is abysmal. Yeah. We do this for the bulk of the film. Yeah. And he still doesn't accept who he is, I think, but he comes up with a plan to kill. Oh, but you're skipping over the second sh- fucking Richie montage where we go to Shadow Island or whatever the fuck it was oh, called. Oh, shit. I totally forgot I about that. I hated that. It did so not much. do anything for it the plot. It meant nothing to we the movie. We have to take him to Shadow Island. And Why? <laughs> okay. So in a normal film, right? The mage woman is trying to accelerate these plans, and Jamon Hans, who's like, no, we need to be like tactful and take our time. That's the dynamic this movie wants you to just accept with these characters. Instead, because for some reason we're doing the Richie montage shit, she goes, we have to go to Shadow Island. And we cut to them going to Shadow Island. And Jamon Hans, who's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, you know it's the only way we're going to get there. You're expecting, as the viewer, for her to go, we need to go to Shadow Island. And him to go, fuck no, we can't do that. He won't survive. And it'd be like a conversation. But because we already cut to them going to the fucking island, his, like, protest, his, like, 
hey, no, we shouldn't do this. It means nothing because we already just saw him pull up on the shore and go to this weird fucking temple. And she's just like, it becomes a tutorial. It's a fucking tutorial for a video game because she tells him what? Okay. In order to achieve my quest, it's like, like imagine just like a Skyrim PC be like, hello, traveler. In order to achieve my quest, I need you to go and touch (laughs) this, touch your magic sword to this stone with both hands. And he's just like, okay. And she's like, you better touch the sword with both hands. Otherwise, the whole fucking thing's shot. Peace. And just like leaves. And he's standing in this like weird Stonehenge thing. And then I think it's like bats start attacking him. Bats, rats. And a giant R-O-U-S's. They got straight up (laughs) fucking princess bride R-O-U-S's in this movie. What about the R-O-U-S's? Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. And I'm not shitting you guys. It's literally like the movie. They just come up and he starts killing them. And then some fucking flying ones come in. There's a giant snake. He's in a cave. There's like wolf monsters appear. And then he just like, oh, there's the rando ass rock on top of a mountain. Tink. And then it's all gone. It's just like he's suddenly back at Stonehenge. But he has the shit royally beat out of him. And they're like, oh, we got to get you back off Shadow Island. You're really beat up. I'm like, what the fuck just fucking happened? What the fuck was this? I'm sorry. The Shadow Island thing, you could have cut the whole fucking thing from this movie. Because guess what, everybody? He flashes back to the Ares shit like three times on this island. It didn't mean... You think you saw the whole thing. Because they reveal that the Ares man is Jude Law. And I'm like... You're just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, that was the twist. Yeah. It was Jude Law who did it. And now he knows. Now everybody knows. But for some reason, because the mage lady's like, did you see what you needed to see? And I'm over here like, I saw everything I want to see. Like, I don't <laughs> fucking want to watch this again. And he's just like, and she's like, okay. And then. Apparently it wasn't good enough because we're going to do it another three times before this movie's done. Yeah, and this is where he's like, oh, I'm going to come up with a plan and Mm -hmm. it's going to be this. It became Robin Hood real fast. Yeah, because at first they were trying to gain the alliance of like other houses, so to speak, that would support him because he's the rightful king to Camelot. In another Richie Montage. Yes, another one. That is another way to he's like, no, 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 we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it my way. Okay, and can you explain that to me? I feel like I blink and I miss something because they do the Richie montage yeah. where they're in the cave talking mm-hmm. about the plan. He's like, we're going to bring the yeah. 12 families together. Yeah. We're going to talk this out. And he's like, they're going to gloat. And then we cut to them gloating when they meet them. And then they're going to get really gloaty and they get really gloaty. And then I'm going to say, and he says his shit back to him, like, shut the fuck up. And then he says, but none of that is going to work. Yeah. And then we cut to where, like, the meeting place, and he's talking to Juman Honsu about what they actually need to do. What? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you, if you're telling him in the cave before you go to do this, why did why? you? Yeah. Why are you telling him again? Yeah. I don't understand. It's so dumb. 
This is, this is giving me an aneurysm. <laughs> That's what I mean. When you stop, when time doesn't mean anything in your movie, I it's just like, what's the point of any of this? Why are we here? It was horrible. Because I get that it was supposed to, like, make the 12 families, like, doubt Jude Law. But the way they cut it is that he's telling Juman Hansu in the woods and in the cave, theoretically, the same exact shit. Both of those events occur when the 12 people aren't there anymore. Why did we do it? What, what did he like wait to finish his sentence until they were in the fucking woods after they met the 12 guys and Jamon Hunter's like, boy, I can't wait to hear the end of this. Like, this will be interesting. Fucking A. It was so stupid. Because then we get the real plan that Amber's alluded to, that this movie alludes to for way too fucking long. Yeah. Of how we're really going to get Jude Law. Yeah, which they end up not. Because Jude Law is not that stupid. He put a decoy. Because he's got his lady friend, Maggie. Oh, yeah. Who, like, yeah, just tells him what the fuck is up. I guess. I don't know. She's not a mage or anything like that. Like, weirdly enough, she's just, she just knows things. Um, yeah, it wasn't explained at all. Another plot hole. Oh, my God. Because she like comes five? in. She come, I think that's five or... I mean, it's six if you count the fucking Richie cut. Yeah, she comes Richie out of cut. nowhere and just... Yeah. Or the Shadow Island could be one because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But yeah she comes in... There's an earlier scene where she comes into Jude Law's, like, you know, high table thing. And he's like, what do the people think of me? And she's like, well, I represent the people and I love you. So I guess that's fine. And he's just kind of pissed off because he knows she's yeah. just beating around the bush. And then later it turns out that she's like a... I don't know, like a mole for the weird Robin Hood gang. Yeah. Of which Littlefinger and Jamon Hansu are in. There's a scene where, and then they like try to make Arthur like use the sword superpowers again. And like Littlefinger tries to piss him off. Mm-hmm. And he picks up a sword, tries to use it, and passes out again. And I'm just like, oh fuck, this is useless. Like, what the fuck is the point of any of this? But yeah, then he comes up with a plan to actually kill Law Because Littlefinger can allegedly like shoot an arrow real good and real far. Yeah. Which. Again, because of the decoy, like, they were just like, oh, shoot, we have to call the plan off. No, Littlefinger's like, no, we can still, like, I don't know, kill this decoy, even though it won't do shit? Drop that? No, no. He's like, I hate the cop, the head, the head honcho of the night. Yeah, the weird guy that was, like, super into Jude Law. It was so dumb. Well, yeah, first off, if you told me, like, that he was, like, hot for Jude Law, I'd be like, okay, I guess that's, like, weirdly progressive for this film, but, like. There's enough here to believe it. But it's like, oh, that's a drop fucking thread. But he's like, oh, I can kill Bip-Bop, Sir Bip-Bop over there. And he, like, shoots an arrow, doesn't kill him. Or he does kill him. He, yeah, like, hits he him in the does. Throat. It goes right through, yeah. We don't even get any context as to why this guy hates him. He's just like, I can kill that guy. And I'm like, why? I mean, up until this point, this guy just seems like he's just doing his job. Like, he seems like he actually is kind of like, hey, Jude Law, maybe we shouldn't go, like, genocide the mages and shit. Which they did off screen, apparently. They don't even tell you. They're just like, oh yeah, he killed all the magic people. Yeah. <sighs> and, and there's a chase. Yeah, and there's like a chase. And then, so apparently they do get a hold of both the mage and his friend. His friend's kid. Yeah, his friend's kid. Nameless nobody who gets killed. And it doesn't even make sense because another guy gets stabbed way worse. Yeah. And they're like, he'll be fine. And I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? This guy is going to die. Yeah. And the plan just goes to shit, basically, as a result, like, because, like, they're holding these two people hostage, and then, of course, like, his friend, his buddy gets killed. 
Oh, but you um, forgot the part where he finally opens up into it. Oh. They flee into some random place. Yeah. And they move aside a stone, and it's like a sewer system. Yeah. And he's like, guys, climb down into the sewer. Also, Kung Fu George appears again. Kung, Kung, Fu, Kung Fu George is here. Yeah. He, he's back in the movie, even though he was only in there in a montage yeah. and disappeared. And they're like... Which, oh, how is he in Camelot? I don't fucking know. They don't are explain we in Camelot it. anymore? Or we, this we're in Londinium. This is in, this yeah, is in London, like, I think. Yeah. I think it's in London. I don't um, think it is. It's just why, some, would the, why would you law be in... I don't know. Okay. I don't understand where we are in this movie. Okay. Anyway, Phys- we're like, somewhere. Geographically, we I have no idea. somewhere, and George has teleported to this place. Which, by the way, guys, we're not making up the name Kung Fu George. I think it's incredibly, like, it's just inappropriate. Little, yeah. It's really weird. The only reason we're calling them that is because that's literally what they call it. Yeah. Like, the cop says, where's George? Or, or who's George? And they're like, Kung Fu George. And I'm like, really? Like, in... 13 whatever the hell we're, we're doing this like I don't think this was a thing yeah. not really but he appears with his band of Englishmen Shaolin monks or whatever the hell yeah and they fight and so he Arthur who by the way I called it on our five th- or it wasn't on our five things but I had called someone in this movie is going to call Arthur a short version of like art or Artie or something dude calls him art in like the first 10 minutes of this yeah film. anyway they're all like, I'm not running away. Or like, they make up excuses why they can't go down the tunnel. Yeah. And they want him to run away, I guess, or something. And he's just like, fuck all you guys. Y'all are a bunch of stupid asses. We're going to fight, I guess. Yeah. And it takes so long. We could have yeah. all fucking got So the he finally, like, embraces the sword. He does a freaking from Lord of the Rings, Lynn. Oh, he's like Sauron yeah, in Lord of the Rings Sauron. now. Has the ring and he just blows everybody to fucking hell. Arguably times like, ten because yeah. he's like swinging it and walls yeah. are just being obliterated. Like it's almost it's weird. It's in this weird slow motion with a lot of smoke and oh stuff, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" Like and he's got like Super Saiyan eyes and he's like swinging the sword and everybody's being bashed away. <laughs> and then like, oh by the way, Mage Woman finally appeared again and is like, "Oh." attack my pretties and like crows are just flying around they're not really even doing anything they're just <laughs> flying around and yeah charlie hoonam beats the shit out of everybody yeah and then he's like i'm going down the tunnel now yeah. and everybody fucks off down the tunnel with him yep and so they escape and <sighs> this was also really like was this again back to the flashbacks yeah, because, so, we're still having, I guess, apparently, we still haven't figured out exactly what Charlie Hunnam is supposed to have seen in yeah. these. And this is a part where I want to say, the actress playing the mage, I feel like the way she delivered her lines in this movie was the most surreal sounding thing to me. Like, it sounded like she doesn't speak English, and she learned all the lines phonetically, and then just repeated the sounds without actually knowing what she was saying in English. She doesn't get anything wrong. It's not like she's speaking like broken English. It just sounds really fucking weird. it does. And I was like, what the hell is going... Like, why? And she barely talks in this movie, which just is further supporting my theory here. But it was just like the weirdest fucking thing where she keeps telling him, like, you gotta grip the sword with both hands and like, brace your fate and all this shit. Even though he's already done it once, I don't know why we need to do this again. But we do it some more. They're all pissy that Jude Law, like, 
he didn't get Jude Law. And then um, they're like, they go to leave on the boathouse and then they find his buddy. And then his buddy's like, take my son and everybody and go. But they don't. And then Jude Law himself shows up and he finds his buddy and he like cuts his ear off in front of the kid, which this is my favorite scene in the movie. Like <laughs> Jude Law is such a great villain. Like he he's really like just eating scenery in this film. And one of the fucking brilliant things he does is he takes the friend and it's in front of the friend's son. And he's like, oh, well, if you don't care about this guy, you just kill him. And he's like threatening to like cut his ear off. And the son's like, don't. And he's just like, ah, gotcha, you little shit. Like, yeah, he's your dad. And he cuts his ear off anyway. And he takes the severed ear and he holds it up to his mouth and he, go, he whispers into <laughs> it. And he's like, now tell me where Arthur is. And I'm like, that's that's a baller villain move, right? Like, that was great. And then, of course, like, Arthur comes in. I don't understand this shit. By this point, Arthur's got the super sword at any point in this film he could just swing it around haphazardly and just blow shit to pieces but no he's like don't you kill my if you kill my friend i'll kill your old man guard and he's like like i give a shit about that guard and then kills his friend arthur doesn't kill the evil old man guard and they all flee and then i guess like at some point off screen jude law kidnapped the kid and the mage lady yeah who you think they're kind of trying to do like a love interest thing with Arthur and her, but they just, they no, don't, they, they just don't. don't, which there's like no love interest in this movie. And I yeah. feel like this is one of the few times where I'm like, this movie probably would have benefited from something like that. Yeah. Cause I just don't give a shit about what Arthur's doing. <laughs> like I don't care. And I don't really buy it that he gives a shit about this mage woman. Like yeah. she's been taking him off half the movie and she hasn't done anything. So it's like, why do I give a shit? I give him more of a shit about the little kid. And then, the old man he doesn't kill finds him in their hidey hole and apparently single-handedly killed all the Robin Hood merry men. <laughs> <laughs> because they get Jamon Hansu, Charlie Hunnam, and uh, what is his name? Wet Stick? They yeah. call him Wet Stick. Get there. And there's this old man sitting there and he's like, about time you showed up. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? And there's a bunch of corpses all over the cave. And he's like, yeah, got a message from Jude Law. He says, I'm going to kill the fucking woman and the child if you don't show oh, yeah. up by nightfall. The brick top, but not brick top. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. God. People in this movie also talk like... It's so the weird. The people from Snatch, like... Brad. Charlie Hunnam talks yeah. like Jason Statham yeah. for part of this movie. He's Turkish. It's weird. And then this fucking guy is Bricktop, literally. It's strange as hell. And I'm like wondering, it's got to be Guy Ritchie's direction or something. Yeah, but it's he's so like, I want you to strange. talk like, this like, way. And I'm just like, but it's so weird. Like, why? Like, it's weird because it's like, I always just kind of peg that to be Jason Statham and, and the guy who played Bricktop. <sighs> but it's not. I Jason Statham. Oh, I God. Could you imagine this movie with Jason Statham <laughs> as I King I want Arthur? you to talk like Jason Statham. Well, not him. If there was a way to make this movie worse, like, there's nothing against him personally, but I cannot see Jason Statham playing King fucking Arthur. What the shit? <laughs> it's your face. Your big, stupid face. Looking at it makes me feel like God is projectile vomiting right in my eyes. And it burns. It really burns. But yes, he goes, he tells him, you need to be there by nightfall. And then suddenly... <laughs> Suddenly, like, geography is a thing where they're like... 
Oh, he won't be here for another day's He's, ride. Right. Like, I don't understand this. Jamon Hansu goes to Camelot, and I think he brings Excalibur with him, right? Yeah. Gives the sword to Jude Law and says... Arthur will be Arthur will, would have liked to be here but he's too far away so he's not going to make it tonight but he'll be here tomorrow cuz he's just a wee too far away if that's a lie okay but they don't really show it to be a lie and i'm confused because i'm like wait a minute you were all together so at some point you left from the same place and then you you're telling me that you made it but Arthur didn't make couldn't have made it what is the point of this fucking plan? And they give they give Jamon Hansu the mage. Yeah, which give is, him the kid. Yeah. What the shit was stupid ass moving? I know. Here's this magic lady that can. Because also, by the way, Jude Law has magic powers because this is the reason. Because he built a tower. Yeah, it's like a dark tower. It's like, just a tower. Because so they flash back. Oh my god! This is where they explain pretty oh. much everything. This is so, also we were wrong. Internet was wrong. There is Merlin in this movie, yes, there but is it's Merlin. from the back, and he's wearing a hood. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been anyone. Ugh. But anyways, this Mordred guy, I guess, had in cahoots with Jude Law, built yeah. this like tower, this dark tower. Yes. And. Like, that's where, like, the magic is, I guess. And <laughs> right, but not? But, no. Because, like, yeah. he had it. When does this occur? Ex- yeah. <laughs> and so Merlin, I guess, like, comes. He steals Mordred's staff. Oh, fuck. He takes oh, my God. it, yeah. turns it into Excalibur. Yes. And destroys the tower in the process of creating Excalibur it's so and gives dumb. it to Uther, who then uses no, it to kill. No. No. So okay. <laughs> he gives it to the Lady of the Lake for oh, some reason. Oh, sorry. Who then I gives it to Uther. Which she's there. Um <laughs> like okay, so they're like, "Oh, we're going to suddenly like try some world building." And then like the mages have like a presidential staff or some shit. Where their leader gets this magical stick. And like, Mordred's, they're just like, Mordred took it. And I'm like, like, did he steal it? Did he become the lead? Like, what, what did he do to get the fucking stick? Why did you guys, who had it first? Takes a stick. And then Merlin's like, oh no, you can't have the stick. So Merlin steals the stick. And then he makes Excalibur out of the stick. Because apparently a stick is not a stick. It's like out of metal or some shit. I don't fucking know magic and he just like taps <laughs> taps Excalibur on the rock that he made it on and the whole tower's like fuck and just comes down and then Merlin's like Lady of the Lake here you go and throws the sword in the water yeah who then gives it to to Uther for some yeah. reason it's just like oh and it was bound to Uther's line and I'm like why yeah like fuck why and then he has it yeah and then and then it flashes back to Ares thing right and that's where we see him. That's how the uh, sword got stuck in the stone because it right. became stone. Because yeah, oh my god! So <laughs> all that shit happens at some point before the Mordred shit. Yeah. Plot hole number six or seven here. I don't remember what we're on. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Plot hole number seven. Merlin destroys the tower. No more magic for the mages, or at least like grossly hindered. And they showed Mordred using the power of the staff in the tower to raise the Godzilla elephants, right? Of which, with which he'll use to go and attack Camelot. But then 
Merlin destroys the tower. Tower gone. No more magic. Mordred somehow is still able to like do what he did in the beginning of this movie, I guess. And then between Mordred, the tower being destroyed, and Mordred, <laughs> like between the tower that being destroyed, and Merlin giving the Merlin gives the sword to the Lady Lake, and then the Lady Lake gives the sword to Uther, and then somewhere along the line, Mordred like gets to Camelot. Like, did he just take a long time? Is there more to it? And then again. How is he, like, single man fucking wrecking these people with magic if the tower was the source of everyone's power? And then Uther just, like, has a sword, and he's like, oh, I know how to use this fucking thing. Kadoosh! And, like, killing him. This, it makes no <laughs> fucking sense. This movie is yeah. batshit insane. <sighs> okay, so after all of this, like, whole realization, Arthur embraces his... Lineage, I again. Guess. Yeah, again. Oh, right. Because like, then they show when his dad yeah. died. He, he is the stupidest fucking thing. He's like dying, and baby Arthur's floating away, and he's like, "You'll never get the sword." He's like, not, has his back to Jude Law. And he's like, "You'll never get the sword, Jude Law." And he throws the sword up into the air, like just like it's a stick. <laughs> and he like kneels down and he puts his head down, and the sword like shunk into his back. And he just turns to stone and falls in the water. And Jude Law's like, darn it, my plan with the magic sword. And then King Arthur's like, okay. Yeah. And so he goes to Jude Law with the mage. Yeah. Who actually does use like her powers this this time. And becomes a giant snake and just like wrecks shit. Because uh, Jude Law is just like, oh, you're here. I have you. Ha ha. I've won. And Charlie, or Charlie. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah, Arthur is just like, ha ha. No, you haven't. You haven't like, won because I'm high on snake venom. Yep. And that's a plot point for some yeah. reason. And so they're able to rescue, like, the boy and everything. Yeah. Um, and then they have this, like, battle between him and, oh, He goes no, to the tower because and vaporizes the tower. Yeah, but before that, Jude Law also sacrificed his daughter, which we missed too, right. in order to gain more power, so he can turn into his Ares form. Right. But yeah, they do have the yeah. final battle at. The so butt I guess plug Jude place. Law yeah. has been recreating the tower. Right for his own diabolical yeah. ends. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. And yeah, so that way he can have more power. And for I guess? some reason, guys, for some reason, this new tower doesn't amplify the magic of the mages that already still exist. Yeah. He's, he he exterminate they're like he killed them all. Yeah. But then the mage lady is like Merlin and the others sent me. So I'm like, "Well, he didn't really kill them all, did he?" Cuz yeah. it sounds like there's a good <laughs> bit of them still left. And then like he builds his tower and for some reason he's stronger than our mage lady. Yeah. I don't, there's no explanation why he just is. And Charlie Hunnam goes to the tower and she's like, just tap it with your, with your sword and it'll go away. And then, yeah, Jude Law is like, oh no, he's too strong for me. And he takes his daughter down into the depths of the, of the secret siren cistern and kill, (laughs) he kills her. And then it's like, he realized, Hey, I didn't have to be that inefficient about this. I didn't have to trick my wife into the cistern. I could have just killed her and taken her down the cistern. Because that's what he does. He kills her in a room, yeah. takes her down, chucks her in the water. Sir- Ursula takes him. And then he turns into the Ares thing again. And he goes to face down 
Arthur. Yeah. But Arthur's already destroyed the tower. Yeah. And so he. Yeah. And they teleport to this weird, like, little butt plug temple. And, like, they're just fighting in a mountain, mm-hmm. like Gandalf style. And he's like, I'm stronger than you. And he's like, no. He, he has the fucking vision again. And instead of letting the sword fall into his father's back and him turn to stone, he catches it, which isn't what happened. And then Uther looks up at him and is like, the sword is yours now, son. And he's like, yeah. And then he, again, starts flailing it around and, like, blowing him up and shit. Kills Jude Law. Jude Law's dead. Tower destroyed. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. They're starting Game to, over. They're starting to build a little round table. Oh, Jesus. They knight everybody. They crown him king. He mouths off at the Vikings who want a bunch of, like, slave boys yeah. or something. That was weird as shit. We want 5,000 little boys. We were promised, we were promised like 10,000 young men. And I love his response. He's like, no. I know. (laughs) You know, I expect you to uphold this like your predecessor. And he's like, nah. I'm like, what'd you say to me? He's like, I said, nah. And if you got a problem with it, I'll come down there and kick your ass. And like, these guys are just like, yeah, all right, we're not going to fight about this. And I'm like, what? Why? (laughs) <laughs> like, you didn't watch this shit happen. You don't know that he has magic powers. Like, if you guys are, like, legit Vikings, like, they try to make you out to be, I would have expected you to try to fucking kick his ass and, like, lose. But what the fuck? And then, like, they make the round table. And it's clear they would have made a sequel. It's called, like, King Arthur and, like, Knights of the Round Table yeah, or some shit. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, that's where it ends, everybody. You get that shot of the sword in the air. And it's over. After two hours and six minutes, it's fucking over. This movie, I don't even fucking know what to say about this movie. What were people thinking? What was going on? <laughs> this movie costs $175 million fucking dollars, and I bet you that was just to try to put enough star power behind it to hope that it carried, <laughs> because this movie is dumb. Yeah. Like, the pacing is all out of whack. Nothing feels achieved. Like, every arc that the characters have doesn't feel achieved or doesn't feel like it was supposed to be there. Like, Littlefinger wanting to kill the head knight guy. Why? I don't know. Like, why the fuck did he want to kill this guy? What's his vendetta? Why did everyone just kind of let him? Like, what the shit? And then, like, just so much of this. So why did we have to watch Arthur go through the stupid Ares vision like seven times? Why did we go to Shadow Island? Who are the mages? Why didn't Merlin even get, like, a post-credits tease in this movie? Like, <laughs> he's not even here. The mage lady just, like, leaves with a bird or some shit and is gone. And yeah. I'm like, why was she even here? Yeah. She didn't do anything. This movie has made me angry. <laughs> Possibly more than most other movies we've done yeah, on this show. I, I am so exhausted just by talking about it because I'm like, wow, we actually didn't get anything out of this. No. Like, I don't understand anything that happened. This movie was bad. Yeah. Like, it's not even like haha funny. I mean, if you want, we can get into scores and stuff oh of course of course that's what we're gearing up for we yeah. talk about we i'm shocked that we've talked as long if you if you're still listening I think, thank I think you because we're trying to make sense of it because you can't <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense yeah this movie is it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense 
I don't understand why it exists. It, it, you know, we peaked with the Arthur. I think we peaked with King Arthur at Monty Python and we could all just stop there. We never had to do it again. Yeah. Green Knight was really good, but as far as the Ar- Arthur story is done there. But yeah, Amber, <laughs> since we have to ask if it's not clear to everybody listening already, what would you give this movie out of 10? Would you suggest people watch it, whether that's for fun or or for seriousness? And of the three movies we've seen so far, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, The Green Knight, and A Knight's Tale, what are your rankings? One, two, three. So far. So... I give this one a zero out of ten. Holy poop! It <laughs> that's is, the worst grading you've ever given. Yeah, already. this is probably the first movie ever that's just like it's it's bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Like I can't even give it like a one oh because it, <laughs> <laughs> it does nothing. Nothing. Redeeming. You're setting a precedent, you know. You know, because like we've never been, we've never given a zero. I know. But we've never clarified that's whether or not like, we're allowed. Should we do something special for this? Like, like. Like throw a tomato, I don't know. I don't like, know. This movie's bad. A rotten tomato. This movie is poop. Yeah. Um, would I suggest people watch this? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god. This is just like such a waste So it's of not time. even like it's to you, it's not even like watch it if no. you're drunk with buddies. It's no. just bad. It's so bad. You could watch other things drunk and it would still make sense and it would still be <laughs> I don't know. Um and then where does this yeah, so what's the ranking so far um, for these movies that we watched for Nights of November? So I think I had Green Knight first, so that still goes. Hmm. Um, second would be A Nice Tale, and then third would be this movie. Yeah. So for me, I'd give this 0.5 out of 10. <laughs> and the 0.5 is only coming from that single scene with Jude Law in the ear. <laughs> Because I was like, "What a baller villain move!" Like that, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't do anything to redeem this movie at all. But it was like, if you just saw that in isolation, like evil Jude Law slicing an ear off a man and then whispering, "Like, where is the guy I'm trying to look for?" You'd be like, "Damn, that that looks like something." So point five for that. Um, I hated everything about everything else about this movie. I I would not don't watch this movie. It's bad. It's I regret it now being part of my Netflix algorithm. It's terrible. It's <laughs> it's it's irredeemable. It is it's not f- I mean, we had some laughs raging about it, but like and we hope that you did too. But like while you're watching it, so much like stuff Amber was saying about the plot. I I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you guys. Like I was legit like, "Wait, what?" Like, that happened? That was a thing? What the fuck? Like, oh, or, oh, that's why they suddenly did whatever. Because I was, like, ten minutes in, and I'm just, like, glazed over. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why are you the way that you are? And then as far as rankings go, I think I put Green Knight as the better movie at the top. And then A Knight's Tale, and then obviously this is at the bottom. As far, and then I'll also, I think I said this when we did Knight's Tale 2, I don't quite remember off the top of my head, but like, as far as like fun movies go, like it's still Green Knight, or it's still Knight's Tale, Green Knight, and then this. This wasn't even fun. This was like, this is so stupid. It's just a bad fucking movie. Don't, please don't watch it. Listen to this and you'll get the, you'll get as best of a plot as you'll get out of it. (laughs) So much of this movie is spent on the same flashback and this movie's two hours and six minutes long, guys. If this was 90 minutes... 
it would still make just as much sense or lack thereof and be a little bit more gratifying. But like, this was just bad. But Amber, please relieve us. What are we watching next week? All right. So next week we will be watching The Kid Who Would Be King. That's right. We're going back to more King Arthur shit. And if it's anything like this one, then prepare to be underwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw like, I silently saw like five minutes of this movie on a plane in the dark. And I wasn't like, I didn't have headphones. Uh, It was like playing on the plane. And I was just like, oh, that's that kid Arthur movie or whatever. With Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's in it for at least a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No! No! And that's about the only person I think I know who's in the movie. But yeah, next week we're going to be jumping on board with the kid who would be king of, I think it came out in like 2018 maybe, 2019. So, gear up for some more Arthurian legend. Will it validate this movie? Will it make up for it? Or will it be just as trash? Find out next week here on So What Happens Next during our Nights of November Marathon. And as always, I am one of your host, Thomas. I'm Amber. And like I said, this is So What Happens Next. We'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.